Find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. of the Offbeat Worm podcast. Come check us out. We talk about so many things. Spooky things, silly things, and everything in between. Find our show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. And we'll catch you on the off. Welcome to Cruelty Podcast. This is Lillian. And with me is Maris, because it is Maris Monday. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Yeah, I tried to make it good every time. That one was really good. I took a breath first. Oh, you, it came from like... My butthole. Well. Yeah, deep, deep from there. Uh, awesome. A hello from the abyss. <laughs> okay. So, as you can tell by the title, we're talking about UFOs today. UFOs is a proper term. Yes, but I wanted to give a life update first, just real quick. Just life update. Banter. Okay, sure. banter. Here, here we go. We're doing good. We're doing okay. I don't want to say it too loud. No, it might. Unless the universe decide, like, oh, I haven't fucked her over in a long time. We felt like 2023 should be a good year. Because 2022 was bad. It was quite bad. Like, y'all, I had a better time in 2020. That was just weird, 2020. Yeah, it was a weird year. I don't even want to talk about it. It was weird, but, you know. But, like, we got a car. Yeah, it goes. And we fixed our sinks. Mm Mm-hmm. We bought new microphones. We don't have them yet. They're on the way, y'all, and they are so nice. But it'll be like hearing my hello in 3D or something. <laughs> you'll, you'll feel it in your butthole. Yeah, that's the goal. Yay. So today we're going to cover another UFO at a school. Mm-hmm. And I want to ask, why do these things keep going to school? I have theories that are weird. Well, we'll get to that in a mm-hmm. second. At the yeah. end, I want your theories. Okay. But do they think, like, kids run the planet because kids are short and aliens are short? Hmm? No, that's dumb. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody don't want to get laid. Oh. Uh, yeah, I, do they think, like, we reverse age like Benjamin Button? Perhaps? No, that's not my theory. No, it's not good. So our story takes us to Melbourne, Australia at the Westall School in 1966. Considered one of Australia's most famous UFO sightings, it happened on April 6th, 1966 on a Wednesday. Wait, that's a lot of sixes. I know. My mouth didn't like it. No, no, but that's the demon number. It's a Satan number. Satan. Okay, anyway. Actually, the Satan number is 667. I thought it was 616. Oh, fuck. Stupid. Because I remembered it was used to be my area code from Grand Rapids. Shout out. 616. 
Whatever. <laughs> anyway, it was at 11 o'clock in the morning. It was noted as being cigar-shaped, silver or gray in color, and it hovered over a field for 20 minutes where over 200 people witnessed it. Most were high school students and teachers. Unlike the aerial school sighting in Africa, adults witnessed this too and apparently were threatened by the military to keep quiet, but we'll get to that in a minute. Dang. Yeah. So Westall is a high school that had about 600 students at the time of this mass sighting. It's located in Melbourne Southeast. Uh, Andrew Greenwood was teaching year nine students in 1966 when the sighting occurred, and he was a science teacher. That morning when he went to work, he had no idea what he would witness later that day. He'd see actual science. Well, I mean... It was just before morning tea And I want to take a minute to talk about this So I know we have Australian tea bags Yeah, uh, good day That's that's, that's Maris, hello Australian, Australian. you have to say good day And you're bland Good day That sounded weird Don't do that again (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah You guys, do you guys like legitimately break for tea? What? Are we pausing to an- for the here to answer? <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm amazed and delighted. I, w- I think I would have enjoyed that in school. Well, like Spain or Portugal, like siestas or something where you just sort of chill out at 1, 1 p.m. or something. Take a nap. Yeah, I love that. I need a fucking nap. Right now, I'm tired. Yeah. It's been a long day. We had to go to fucking Walmart. Oh, yeah. God. I hate Walmart. And the cop highway. Uh, Y'all, okay, so we live in the middle of nowhere, as have stated before, but if you want anything, you have to go to the next town over, which is a 30-minute drive, and it's called Berryville, which sounds delightful. It's It's not. not. It's super not full of berries. It's full of cops. It's full of just cops waiting on that highway, and And they're just waiting waiting for you, like vultures. To just Or bees to make their their crime honey. We do say they swarm like bees. And then they they make crime crime honey, honey. yeah. Yeah, it's a stupid thing we say. We shouldn't share it with the general public. Everyone can hear it now. And I'm sure because all of our town listens to this podcast, which is really funny to me. (laughs) (laughs) We've got listeners in Berryville, too. What's up? Shout out to Berryville and your cop highway. Anyway, there's a major highway, and it's the only way to really get there. I go the back, like, country roads way. We could get where there's no signal and you could get scary lost. Oh, yeah. There's probably like chupacabras over there. There for sure is chupacabras. But at any rate, uh, they're just everywhere. But this time as we were driving, there were no cops at all. And we were like, what? Is there a convention somewhere? Did they all explode? We didn't make any crimes, but we always get pulled over for literally nothing. Y'all, I don't do anything but drive mom cars because I'm a mom. And I know I'm goth and stuff, but I don't put on the full regalia to go to Walmart. I'm wearing my pajamas. Pretty much. I'm wearing like a muumuu and like Crocs. It's fine. I blend in. Why do I I got pulled over one year seven times. I think we had a cracked windshield. We did have a cracked windshield. But like we're not crackheads. It's just the windshield. But at any rate um, what had happened was is we found out where all the cops were because as we were pulling into Walmart across the street was like this place where they sell storage sheds. Yeah. And somebody had just driven into them all crazy. Mm hmm. So that was they said the car was like under a truck. And I was like, how does that even happen? Well, it does. Yep. But anyway, morning tea. Cool. I'd love that. If I were in school. Yeah. So as they're about to ring the bell for morning tea, a young girl runs into the classroom and goes, Mr. Green. 
what? And he's like, what? Just like that. Yeah, I'm not doing it's, an Aussie accent I was about to say today. it's not Australian enough no. to be realistic. No, I'm not doing it because I can only say like one line from You'd be like, Dundee. Good day, there's some aliens. No, I can only be like, you think that's a knife? This is a knife. That's not even good. So. <laughs> <It's a> spoon. <laughs> Dumb. Anyway, she said, there's a flying saucer outside. And he was just like, what the fuck? And so the moment the bell rang, all the students and Mr. Green would like rush out into the schoolyard. Uh-huh. And sure enough, hovering over a field, they saw it. Dang. Everyone was transfixed and there was more than one object. There may have been as many as three. Right. That's what I knew about this one is that. That's why I was interested was that there were three saucers instead of just one. Well, some people only saw one. That's weird. And that is weird. Most witnesses saw the one Mm -hmm. uh, that landed. But, I mean, if you see one, you're just kind of probably staring at that one, you know? Yeah, they didn't really see it. But but this, with Dr. Mister. Yeah, Dr. Mister. I understand. Dr. Mister Greenwood. Uh (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, He said, you know, he saw three and that they were the classic cigar shape. Uh, but they had a bit of a dome on the top. Right. And it flew in a way no aircraft he'd ever seen flew. And this was, was in the 60s, so. 1966. Yeah. It was going like zipping side to side, up and down. It was kind of all over the place. And he was like, holy shit, that's from space. It sunk down behind some pine trees into an area called the Grange, which was where students did their, like, cross-country exercise stuff, which sounds right. hard and hurdy. Ugh, it's hot. It's hot, hot out there. It's just miserable. Kangaroos everywhere. To punch them, they'll punch you. They're jacked over there. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> I loved kangaroos as a child, but anyway... Some of the students were like, hmm, I'm going to hop this fence and go look at it. I mean, fair. I th- I'd think the same thing. I'd be like, <laughs> y'all, I'd be so up in its business. But I know too much. I know that they're always radioactive and you shouldn't go near them. Whatever. I'm doing it. One of the students said they saw it on the ground and felt heat coming off of it. See? I know. It also made a loud and strange buzzing sound and it had purple lights all the way around it. After about a minute, the witness reports that the object started to slowly rise off the ground. The object then turned on its side, and it shot straight the fuck up. Cool. Now, the object, like, went so fast. Mm -hmm. The students said they looked up to track its movement, and they could see the other two UFOs. They were just sort of hovering or something? They were still hovering. Yeah. But this one was fucking gone. Yeah. So I hear this a lot in UFO reports, that when the thing leaves, it's almost too fast to track with your eyes, or it simply vanishes. I mean, that reminds me of my ghost experience, where, like, one and only time I seen a full apparition, I saw it at the chest level, but when I went to go look to its face, it was gone. Like, it was faster than my own eyes. Like, it was too fast to track. Yeah, and that's what it reminded me Mm -hmm. of, too. Not just that experience, but other paranormal experiences. It's too faster than your eyes, so you can't... Faster than your fucking eyes. Right. But, yeah, so I think that's really... I don't know why it gives me the creeps when I hear, like, that that stuff, but Mm -hmm. it does. Well, yeah, it's, it's not natural. No. The sighting lasted about 20 minutes. Witnesses reported that military aircraft began to show up and tail the objects as they moved past the school. In 40 minutes, military personnel were at the high school in uniform. They posted guards along the fence line to keep people from going into the Grange where the object 
was witness landing. Yeah, I mean, you'd want to go look at it, but it is probably radioactive. Yeah, but fuck you, military. I do what I want. One young man who witnessed the object later snuck into that area of the Grange where the object had landed. He saw a circular depression in the grass, which was surrounded by guards and people inside of the circular impression using Geiger counters. Because mm-hmm. radiation, right. obviously. Yep. Despite the military showing up and telling students to keep their mouths shut, there was never any official report made about the incident. Hmm. Yes. Hmm, indeed. Hmm. Yeah. The behavior of Australia's military and government angered people, because obviously, not only were they told they just imagined it, but they were being stalked and followed. The teacher, Andrew Greenwood, was paid a visit by two men on official military business at his home two weeks later. Right. Andrew said that one of the men was in plain clothes and the other was like in full military dress and he was an officer in the Air Force and he noted he had many rings around his sleeves, you know, like the... Oh, okay. To designate a high rank. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. They told him, you just imagined it. And he was like, fucking no, I didn't. Fuck off with that shit. Uh And they're like, well, if you didn't imagine it, then that means you were drunk. Mm. Oh, you know, drunk in the school. <laughs> He's like, you were, they were like, you were drunk on the job at uh-huh. a school with children. Yeah, and that's fucked up. He'd be like, it'd sure be a shame if somebody made a report to the school because you'd lose your job. Oh, dick. Yeah, and Greenwood was pissed. He was just like, okay, well, how about you fuck off out of my house? Right, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they fucked off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, if there wasn't anything to witness or make a report on, Uh then why are we harassing and threatening witnesses? Well, I mean, aliens. Aliens, indeed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Twelve months later, the U.S. government would contact Andrew, asking him to tell all he knew. And Andrew was contacted by the Office of the President of the United States, who had authorized a board of inquiry into the Westall School mass sighting. I'm stupid. Is that Nixon in 66? Let me look it up. Okay, because I don't know. We don't fucking I mean, not that it fucking matters, but I I mean, I guess it kind of matters because there were some presidents that were like, yeah, aliens and or had experience like Jimmy Carter had experience in the 80s. I what I, I, did Nixon have any alien thing he going did. on? He did. Okay, yeah. I wonder if this was part of it. If I was right, but I'm too dumb and I don't know history. No. Who's uh, in '66? Lyndon B. Johnson. Wasn't he also an alien guy? I think he might have been. Yeah. Richard Nixon was the next one. He was okay. like right after that, in 1966. Wow, I was close. He was close. I was close. Johnson was a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> we should do a horrible history on both not Nixon. You and love Nixon. Okay, let me. Let me make this clear. I don't love Nixon. He was a horrible human being. He's he Trump unfit, yeah. unfit for office. Yeah. Should never. He, he was very mentally disturbed. And Spiro Agnew. Oh God, they're all terrible. But Nixon was especially bad because guys, he was legitimately insane and should mm-hmm. not have been in office. He was right. like hearing shit. Yeah. He was like Schizo. very paranoid. Yeah. Very racist. Well, Just a well I mean, there was a lot of that. I mean, that's sort of but a tradition. He was, like so racist. It made other racists uncomfortable like you should listen to some of his like racist rants you can find him on youtube and it's just like whoa dude (laughs) right i like nixon because of how terrible chaotic and insane his presidency was from a historical standpoint i was about to say like very trump you know but he had more class than trump yes for sure not much more 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 smart (laughs) more smarter more smarter (laughs) 
<laughs> um, I mean, yeah. I mean, but he was crippled by his, you know, insanity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, like y'all. You do. I should, I should do it. If you want me to cover Nixon, just drop I'm fine a line with and I'll yeah. do it because I love it. So, yeah, it was it was Johnson, and um, anyway, the they had authorized a board of inquiry into the Westall School mass sighting. This inquiry board sent Professor James McDonald to interview Andrew about it. The entire purpose of this was to establish whether or not UFOs were a global phenomenon. So they were trying to decide whether or not this is a thing. Well, they were also to see how, like, if there were different UFOs in different mm-hmm. parts of the world. You know, right, different races of aliens. Who knows? N- yes and no. Mm-hmm. But they all share common features and yeah. marks. That's, yeah. And so the answer is they were and are a global phenomenon. Dang. Andrew met with Professor McDonald, who interviewed him respectfully and seriously about the incident. This interview was recorded, and I will link the documentary in which the audio is featured. And it's a good documentary. It's by Channel 7 News. It's very similar to James Fox's Phenomenon documentary, which is super That shit's fun, yeah. All three of uh, James Fox's docs on UFOs are great. I love, my favorite one was the Virginia one. The Virginia one, yeah. Virginia, yeah, I love, that one was super fun. It was. And so here's the documentaries he's done. I Know What I Saw, which is about the Phoenix Lights, the Phenomenon and Moment of Contact, and you can see the first two for free. Mm Mm-hmm. On Tubi and I think somewhere else, I don't know. Pluto TV. Okay, and you can see uh, Moment of Contact for three ninety nine on Vudu. So I'll link that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I highly recommend them. So that's that story, mm-hmm. and it's U. It's Australia's like biggest UFO sighting. How many people do you think saw it, or did you over two hundred? That's so many. And, and they were look; these were not little school children; these were high school high school students. students, yeah, and teachers. So, and the government was like, "Shut it down!" Right. I wish it were more interesting. Like nobody saw any aliens. Nobody like came up to them or anything. No. So, that'd be a really short episode. So, I'm going to share with y'all something that's really fun. All right. So, I've been reading um, a book by one of my favorite UFO researchers, Jacques Vallée. Yes, Vallée. I just... Vallée. Yeah, sorry. Right. (laughs) You have to say it French. I can't. I'm so on French. Sorry, anyone in France. I just... We do have listeners in France. Bonjour. Hold on. Or bonsoir, I should say. Hold on, because I got to do it in my... Bonjour. God, that's for every like a man from Arkansas saying bonjour. That's for all and and anyone in Quebec. I wonder if we got some of them. We do indeed. Yeah, Canucks. I'll, yeah, Canucks. I I, do I think Canadians it's the same. Hate being called Canucks, or is it okay? I think it's fine. All right. As I grew up in near like near Windsor, so like you you were wake. You could smell Canada from your house. I've seen it. <laughs> like I, I walked it. over the bridge. I seen it. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, Jacques Vallée who is a French astronomer and UFO researcher. Mm -hmm. Um, He's legit. I love his work. And I'm reading a book by him called Passport to Magonia. Mm -hmm. Magonia is an imaginary land. I want to go there, though. He's got a passport, so... Well, what he's saying is, is that throughout all of human history, we've had stories of imaginary lands, alternate dimensions, underworlds, fairyland, and he believes all of that folklore is connected to the UFO phenomenon. And after reading his book, I, I do agree. 
I do. Mm -hmm. All that shit's connected, and it may be all the same phenomenon, and that's what he's saying. Yeah. It's the same phenomenon wearing different masks, depending on what era of history we're in. So in, like, the Bible times, they were angels. Mm Mm-hmm. And in the medieval times, there were fairies. And now in the modern times, it's like red well, guns and spacesuits. That goes to my theory, which I have yet to tell you. Well, let's hear your theory before I tell this silly story. Okay. So, you know, I grew up Catholic. Indeed. And our UFO story was Fatima in Portugal. Uh, yes, it was. Basically. And so it's always to children. But I think that as the phenomenon knows that if you peer yourself, children don't have ulterior motives like money or you know, just straight up lying for attention or whatever. Oh, I did as a child. Well, and it, we, so we do, you, they, you, you go in front of a whole bunch of children and then there, there's no way you can doubt that, that the other side or spirits are real. That's Because children have no ulterior motive. But we don't take children seriously at all. Yeah, that's sort of the problem. It's a catch-22. But if you appear in front of like a whole bunch of corporate execs, they're not going to be like... You're like, how can I get money? Yeah, exactly. So, but if you're just saying that in front of a bunch of children who have no motive, no reason to lie, then... It's like proving ghosts are real. Corrupted. Yes. I so it. it's always going to be children, and it's throughout all of history. It's not just like Fatima, which happened in like nineteen thirteen. Oh, yeah, like angels appear to children, fairies appear. to Exactly. Children. It's no fairies appear to children, and all the grim fairy tales. It's always kids. Mm-hmm. And I think kids are also easier to appear to because they're still closer to the other side from whence they came. From whence they came, exactly. Indeed. So that's why why children is my theory. I agree, but children suck. So. They do suck, and they never pick up after themselves. So I'll link to uh, Jacques Vallée's book, um, but I will warn you, it's a bit of a slog because he writes very densely. Mm-hmm. I love him, but he's really high on his own farts. Well, they're French farts, so it might be. Oh, yeah, they're gourmet farts. Gourmet farts, yeah. Oh, I quit thinking of the word. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's figure out your crazy so, story. Passport to Magonia, which was published in 1969, is a collection of folklore, religious stories, and other eyewitness accounts from all recorded human history that when you look at it with UFO eyes, you can see how everything from angels and burning bushes to the fairy stories of Ireland are all very similar and share hallmarks. And the hallmarks are this telepathy, such as beings communicating in someone's head, not with a voice, lost and missing time or time distortion, food, either the consumption of weird alien food or aliens asking for water or food. Notably, aliens, angels, fairies and gods don't like salt. The salt's rad, though. <clears throat> Season your food, angels. You unseasoned bitches. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? But I find it fascinating. And the last hallmark is animals losing their shit. Like, you, you know what else hates salt? Slugs. White people? Why? That's true. True. Yeah. Angels so animals losing their shit going to be defined as dogs barking or whining, cows mooing. You get the picture. Moo, yeah. So I'm going to share my favorite story from the book so far. It's the story of chicken farmer Joe Simonton. In Eagle River, Wisconsin, on April 18, 1961, Joe was sitting in his kitchen having breakfast. He heard a weird-ass jamboree-like commotion outside. A jamboree, you say? I did say jamboree. It's a private joke, and I'm not going to explain it. And, like, his animals are going nuts. There's a buzzy, weird noise. So he looks out his window, and he sees a silver disc just straight up land in his backyard. Mm-hmm. The UFO was 10 meters across and 4 meters high. And for those of us uneducated swine in the U.S. Yeah, that's me. A meter is a little over 3 feet long. So it's kind of small? 
It was 30 feet across. Oh, okay. Kind of big. And about 12 feet high. That, that's pretty big. It's pretty big. Why we don't use a metric system. Yeah, you, how, in relation to a banana, how big was it? Okay, show me how big it was using this chicken nugget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. How many drafts? Have y'all ever watched Naked and Afraid? We're pausing for them to answer. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, number one, I love this show very much. I want to know what y'all think your PSR is, which is your primitive survival rating. Mine is zero. Mine's probably like... A- 2000 <laughs> and they're always comparing the calorie count of like this slug this guy just ate is worth one chicken nugget i love that i love it very much mm-hmm. slug so nugget stupid okay so yeah he's joe is like what the fuck so he goes out in his backyard to get a better look at the craft and a door opened on the disc inside were three darker skinned men they were about five feet tall and they are wearing skin tight jumpsuits mm, fashionable they are very fashion baby look it up it's gucci it's very gucci joe thought they looked italian <laughs> well, that reminds me of the John Keel story, how he thought that they looked sort of swarthy is what they were to use. Yeah, Asian. Yeah. Uh, you know, darker, like Pacific So Islander it's a thing. Thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. They had a bucket, like vessel, and they held it out to him, and they were like kind of pantomiming. They wanted him to put something in the bucket. Here goes my pee. <laughs> no! <laughs> Maris! I don't know. I'm he just here for jokes. Independence Day. This is why aliens don't show up to Maris. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> he went, but Joe put water in it. He went to his well. Oh, okay. He put water in the bucket. They, they were overheating <laughs> their engine. Sounds familiar to me. Uh, so yeah, he brings it to them and to the alien Italians, and he like looking inside their ship, and he starts gesturing to them like, "Hey, I want to look in there." And like, whatever, knock yourself out. So he's like peering around in there. Oh my god! And it's really dark. Uh-huh. And he expected to see like a lot of really space age looking shit, right? Right. But he doesn't really. He sees like a control panel that one of them's like pushing buttons on, and it doesn't really. There's no like displays. It doesn't look that fancy to him. Weird. And he's kind of like disenchanted. Yeah. And then he looks over, and one of them, this is so dumb, is cooking. Like it's the only other thing in the fucking craft. On, like, a flameless grill, he called it. It was like an induction cooktop. Wow. He's making pancakes. Hell yeah. I mean, if I was traveling throughout the galaxy. Well, don't get too excited. And Joe was like, man, they interrupted my breakfast. What was he eating? Feeling kind of peckish. It didn't say. Hmm. And so he gestured that he wanted one of them pancakes. And the alien was guy was like, what the shrug, whatever. You got any so syrup? Him, no. He hands him four pancakes, and they were really weird and very small and had little holes in them. Okay. And so Joe's like, I'm munching on this shit right now. Har, har, har. Right? Which is fucked up. I am never. This is a weird fever dream. Yeah. Right. I am not. If if an alien craft lands in my backyard and is like, hey, girl, you want some spaghetti? And y'all know how I feel about spaghetti. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say, go fuck yourself. No, I don't know where that spaghetti's been. Another common thing with paranormal activities is uh, absurdity. Yes, that's kind of the point of this whole book that I'm reading is that the phenomenon's crazy and weird and absurd. And like a weird fever dream. Like what the? What do you mean he's making pancakes in his fucking intergalactic whatever? <laughs> right, <laughs> it's shitty pancakes. And so Joe is munching, and like the minute he starts, he's gonna munching, drop dead. 
No. Okay. The door to the UFO closes and it fucking zips off uh-huh. like faster than his eyes can track it. Like, yeah. Disappears. But he's like, whatever, I'm eating this. <sighs> and he's like, oh, this tastes like shit. Mm-hmm. It tastes like cardboard. And he said, you know what? I thought it needed salt. Yeah. He's like, it just was bland and flavorless. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Meh. now Joe is a simple man. Obviously, yeah. But very, like, full of integrity and honesty. Uh Uh-huh. And so he took his pancakes to the local judge in town who vouched for Joe's integrity as a person. Okay. Then, like, word gets out because there had been many witnesses to the UFO over his farm. Mm Mm-hmm. So the authorities are on it. This and is then get eventually weird. the government. Oh, no. <clears throat> this yeah. is during the time, y'all, of Project Blue Book, which was the Navy's, was it the Navy? No, it was the Air Force's, like, project into looking into UFOs. Right. And the leader of that was Dr. J. Allen Hynek, mm-hmm. who showed up at Joe's farm and took one of the pancakes. Okay. And then uh, the Food and Drug Administration took one. Dang. They determined it was a buckwheat pancake. Which would look small, brown, and full of holes if you made it. Yes, it would. And, of course, it's earth material. So everybody said, even Dr. J. Allen Hynek was like, well, it was clearly a stupid dream he had. Okay. He believes it's real, but that's too dumb. I mean, you could say he had a very vivid dream and maybe was like sleepwalking and... Sleep making pancakes? I mean, people do have sleep disorders. That's not... But... I don't believe that. No. So the press gets a hold of it next. And they make fun of him really bad, mm-hmm. which I think is sad because Joe was very adamant that this it is happened. an absurd story. He didn't care. He straight That's up just said, what I don't care if you fucking yeah. believe me or not. This happened. They gave me pancakes. Yeah. And he's like, and the next time I see a UFO, I'm not telling nobody. Well, yeah. Yep. Y'all are me. Because he, he was trying to go through the official channels like he went to his town government and then. Yeah, he tried. Yeah. So what do you do when you have a very weird experience? Like you can do anything. You just sit on it. That's it. But I've had so many, and I'm not telling no official nobody. Number one, a cab and fuck the government. <laughs> yeah, I'm not telling them shit. I'm gonna take no crime, money. honey. Here, none made here. Buzz somewhere else, cops. Right. Go sting <laughs> somebody else. I'm just a mob. Leave me alone. Yep. <laughs> But yeah, that's that story, and I thought it was both delightful and stupid. Whatever happened to that guy, then, do you know? He really wanted nothing to do with the press after that. I'm sure he's dead now. He was, like, 63? Mm-hmm. With it. Yeah, he's dead. Okay, That's yeah. sad. I have depressed myself. Oh. Well, I-, I was delighted by the UFO pancake story. Yeah, for real. But it is very <laughs> fairy story, like you said. But if you get yes. offered fairy food, you're not supposed to eat it, guy. Well, little flat cakes have been presented by fairies to people made of buckwheat many times in history. And really? Stories. Yes. Do you know any other stories or no? I mean, they're little anecdotal stories. Okay. That's all there is to tell. Like, a young girl was walking in a field, and she tripped and fell, and she was crying, and then a, a, a little man gave her a brown pancake. Okay. It's, I, I guess it's just sort of like simple bread in a way, you know? Yes. Well, bre- you know, bread is talked about in the Bible. Jesus is made of he bread. He is the bread of life. There are many songs about that, that with that entire lyric. entire motherfucker's made of bread. He's a gingerbread man who's maybe his tasty cousin or something. <laughs> Do you think he's made of like crazy bread, like from Little Caesars? Oh, that'd be so good. 
I would eat Jesus if he was made of crazy bread. Sometimes, like, at, at church, like, if you go to a fancy church, they'll have, like, bread made for the Eucharist. Well, instead for of, sure. for yeah, real? that happened once when we went to a fancy church in Detroit. It was, like, real bread. Like, they ripped it off in, like, here. Instead of, like, the shitty little host, like, that tastes like, it literally tastes like styrofoam. Yeah, I call them Jesus. They are Jesus, yeah. I would say, okay, so y'all know that I grew up secular with no religion whatsoever. Uh-huh. But I did do that Eucharist thing one time. As a kid on Body Easter. of Christ And you're supposed to say amen as they, And then you eat it Oh I spit that shit Right the fuck out It's not good I went Puh, I'm not eating that It's not seasoned I made nothing. my grandma Who was Southern Baptist Very upset But I was like Nasty Jesus nasty I'm not eating him Mm-mm. No, you don't. You don't need that in your life. And then when they said, "Drink of this wine, for it is my blood," I wouldn't. It's, it's vampire. That's vampire rules. Well, I just thought uh, blood's gross. Yeah. I mean, I know Willow likes it because she's a fucking freak, <laughs> and I just can't cope. But you know what, y'all? Blood is nasty, and I don't want it in my mouth. I, don't I want, want it in my body, but not in my mouth. Yeah. Jeez. Y'all, I mean, think about it. Think about the Jesus story. It's fucking weird. It's cannibal stuff. It's witchcraft. It is witchcraft, yeah. I'm We're going to get in trouble about this but episode. That whole transmutation and transubstantiation shit. Come on, Catholics. You're doing some witchcraft. Y'all it is, evil yeah, for sure. Don't be mad at me. There, I didn't get make letters. it up. I didn't do it. We're going to get letters. We should, sh- we should shut this shit down before we get in trouble. Shut the shit down. I can't. I can't talk. <laughs> I sure can't. Well, anyway, uh, yeah, so I want to talk to you guys about our Patreon for a second. Hell yeah, commercials. It's not a commercial, really. Oh, okay. Go Maris. Y'all, I married him. I have to deal with this peskiness 24-7. All day, yeah. All day long. There's no escape. Because we live in the woods. Where is there to go? There's yetis out there. Big feats. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. For sure. Anyway, our Patreon. It's cool. I'm just going to tell you that. It is cool. All of our pictures are there that we can't show on social media because we get bananated forever. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a little, like, we have a $1 tier, and that's what I wanted to talk about because me and Maris are about to record for our $1 tier. It's mini episodes. Hell yeah. And they're about 15 to 20 minutes long. Some are long, long, like 45 minutes because we don't know how to shut the fuck up. We keep rambling. We do keep rambling. And um, for that tier, you have access to that cute, those cute little mini episodes and, of course, all the pictures and stuff. Uh, we try and make some of them public, uh, but we have to go back and make them all public, so that's annoying. Mm. Our $5 tier, you get an extra episode a week that's exclusive to our Patreon. And then for our $10 tier is something Willow does where she does pen pal letters. Very cute. We are sending those out tomorrow. Awesome. You got and it together. Yes. We did. We had had a lot of trouble. Yeah. It was just like the whole month was. We're about to get a nice storm, too. That's cool. Awesome. Another one. And in these little letters, I put presents. Awesome. Like stickers and perfume and wax melts. Cool. And cute stuff. It's really neat. So if you're interested in that, head over to patreon.com slash cruelty and check it out. But if you want an easier way to go to it, 
Go to our link tree. Link tree. That's where we keep our links. Link tree. Pew, pew, pew. And our Discord is there, and that's not behind a paywall. And that invite in the dis in the link tree is good forever. So if you click on it, you can just be in our Discord. Yeah, show pictures of your cats. And your I want to see pictures of kitty cats. Yeah, meow, meow. And uh, yeah, and also me and Maris write books. You can go look at them on the internet. There are links to those as well. Please go read them. We like yeah. writing. Yep, Maris is very funny with uh, his writing. Yeah. Take the compliment. Thanks. <laughs> you know, I, I'm making, I'll tell you all what I'm making for dinner tonight here in a minute. Oh, boy. I'm making a pan-seared salmon. Yes. Uh, pasta with a garlic Parmesan cream sauce. Yes. And some delicious butter pan-fried asparagus. Yes. You're not getting any. You're being a butthole. That's true. You can eat some ramen or something uh. anyway hey i love you guys thank you for putting up with our shenanigans and for listening every week hello to our new patrons hello. More, and hello. that's exciting and so we'll see you next time bye find us on your social media platform of choice Linktree slash cruelty has all of the links. Check out our Patreon for exclusive episodes, merch, ad-free episodes, live ghost hunts, and much more. Please be sure to subscribe. New episodes are uploaded weekly. Thank you so much. See you next time. Music and production by Willie B.